With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. You mean that full-on conversation wasn't our intro? Uh, <laughs> no, but this is strange energy on the pod today, I think. Yes. But we're back, not in North Kansas City today, we're in ITAP down in the Crossroads District, and it's the preview show, big week this week. But before we get into it, let's talk about our sponsors a little bit. Beer of the Pod is presented to you guys by MyBookie. If you found 100 bucks on the street, Grant, would you pick it up, or would you just keep going? I'd I'd probably pick it up. Of course you would. So why (laughs) do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to mybookie.ag. It's fast. It's easy. They pay you when when you win. And let's face it, when you're betting, it's just as important who you're betting on as where you're betting at. Join now. MyBookie will double your first deposit up to $1,000 if you use promo code CHAIR. Remember, that is CHAIR, all caps, C-H-A-I-R. Visit mybookie.ag today where you play, you win, you get paid, and there's no regrets when you do None. that. There's <laughs> regrets to other parts in your life, but not when you go to my bookie. So we're at ITAP. Uh, we're actually in the spot where maybe our drunkest episode ever was recorded, which Probably. was the coaching search Q&A. I don't think we're going to get that drunk today. But what beer are you drinking today on beer with your beer of the pod? I'm drinking a Belgian Lambic beer. Um, I don't even know what the, what the flavor of it is. Um, it's red. It's usually some sort of berry. Lambic beers are like super, super fruity and very sweet. So I haven't had a Lambic for a while, so I thought I would check it out. It's really good. Yep, I got some sort of German Merzen Oktoberfest type beer that I can't pronounce. But, you know, tis the season for those fall seasonals. Um, I think when we take a break and I'm done with this one, I might go over and get a pumpkin chino, which is one of my favorite pumpkin beers that they have on tap here so i might have to try that i might have to walk over there after that um 
But, you know, let's kick it off. Let's get into it. Uh, Wildcat wrap-up, roundup. I forget what we call this, actually. But it's presented by K-State Online. Go check them out for all your K-State recruiting news and just overall sports news. They're the best in the biz. Grant Flanders hit us up with a little bit of basketball recruiting uh, information. Sultan Miguel is planning on committing somewhere next Tuesday, October 1st. He feels real good about K-State's chances. He says the other two to be looking out for Western Kentucky, Texas A&M, but he thinks K-State is in front of both of them. Uh, how great would that be to get another just athletic four-star giving us three top 150 guys in this recruiting class? It would be huge, and it would be it's something to keep your eye on if you don't follow recruiting closely, but uh, be nice to reload when X leaves and would keep the buzz, I think, in the program going. Yep, the other top target to watch is Jethro Masandin. I'm saying that a little bit more confidently. Not sure if I'm saying it right, but, you know, confidence is key. Uh, he's going to be hard for K-State to lock up. He's still visiting Texas Tech on an official, uh, and he recently just got a offer from Penny Hardaway at Memphis. That could change everything. Um, that's going to be a tough one. He was just visiting KU, but know what's ironic. He was on his official visit when that uh, you know pesky notice of allegations oh, came no. down from the NCAA. So I think it's going to come down to Texas Tech, the uh, rivals uh, national basketball recruiting guy. They actually said Texas Tech's the favorite, but K-State is the dark horse for Missandin. So, I, you know, well, uh, I don't yeah. like our chances, but, I mean, being called the dark horse for another 150 big guy, I mean, I'll take it. Um, I'd love to see us get a big guy. Um, well, the other big guy to keep an eye out for is John Hoogley out of Cleveland. Um, he has an offer. He's like 6'8", 6'9", so it's almost kind of more in that mold of like the Thomas Gibson, Luis Cologne, almost even like DJ Johnson, like those back-to-the-basket guys versus a hyper-athletic or a super long guy like a J.O. Yeah. Then another guy to watch out for is Rondell Walker out of Oklahoma. That's another, you know – wing power forward hybrid type guy and again the crazy thing about this and we've all been waiting for it with all the momentum these are all rivals 150 guys yeah um it's looking more and more likely that regardless of how this class shakes out they're all going to be 150 guys and uh it's going to suck when mac leaves and it's going to suck when x leave and it's going to be tough losing the big three from this past year but k-state basketball bruce doing it the right way He's getting to the point where it truly is almost looking like a reload versus a rebuild, which is all we could have ever hoped for. I know. It's insane. I mean, if you look back just just a few years ago, I never would have thought that we would be in this position, and I never would have thought that we would be, both of us, praising Bruce like with all of our backing possible. And, and especially on the recruiting trail, which was always like insane. kind of one of the big hang-ups is – hey, he might be able to coach in games, but is he able to get that quality of recruit to compete at the top of the Big 12, which he's starting to do almost exclusively now? Yeah. Um, people were really mad about not capitalizing on that Elite Eight run. We missed out on a lot of our first targets. But credit to the credit to the staff. They've just turned right around, won a Big 12, and well, they're even out that back staff, at it again. Even that class ended up looking good. I mean – I don't right. know. We don't have to no, re-legislate yeah, thought, all I mean, of it, yeah. but um, they're, they're doing well. Football recruiting, all I'm going to tell you guys is to head over to Case Online. Derek Young uh, his dr and Matt Hall have been dropping some hints 
I'm not going to take away any of their uh, premium information, but you guys need to get over there and check it out for football recruiting as well. Uh, soccer, Big 12 plays kicking off with two home games this week, Thursday night, 7 p.m., uh, ESPN Plus versus Baylor, and then Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. Uh, versus Texas, ESPN Plus. Non-con ended uh, with kind of a dud getting blown out by BYU. Um, this team really needs to find some goals. They need to find some wins because I want to see them, you know, finish in the top eight and make it to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. Um, eventually, we're going to get to a point where we need to see more results. I can't help but think they're almost there as I watch them. Um, but, you know, it's it's put up or shut up time in the Big 12. They need to make a little bit of noise this year. Um, volleyball ended non-con 5-7. and seven. Big 12 play kicks off at TCU 4 p.m. on Saturday. They really need to have a big Big 12 season if they are going to make it to postseason play. We knew that was going to be a long shot with how young this roster is. Um, but I'd really like it if one of these – teams could surprise us make a little big 12 noise i'm not gonna hold my breath though i'm not either but is what it is we we got k-state football that's gonna keep us going and coach Kleiman's press conference was today uh he said all the guys were very excited to get back into game prep he said it's gonna be a tough venue but everyone is excited that's what you like to hear when you see all of his press conference uh i just can't help but smile i mean he was just uh, he's so good behind the mic he, he is he's so great and insanely it's, good and it's crazy because you went from bill snyder who would just say as little as he could to now a guy who almost overshares when he answers stuff but he's just so competent behind that mic he knows exactly what he's saying every time Everything has a reason behind it, so yep. it's he, impressive. He, he had lots of praise for Oklahoma State, saying they're different from all the teams K-State has played so far because they can beat you on all three phases on offense, as running with the quarterback, running with the running backs, and passing. He says, we have not seen a team that's been able to do it that like that this far. I almost kind of, kind of chuckled to myself because that's like some shade at Mississippi State. Obviously, uh, Nichols and Bowling Green can't do that, but he yeah. kind of like made sure – to let everyone know Oklahoma State is a few steps in front of Mississippi State when it comes to that level of competition. And, again, it kind of goes back to how good he is behind the mic. He knows when to pick and choose his moments to say some stuff. And I think uh, any Big 12 homer that listened to that podcast, that was a line that probably stuck out to him. Yeah, man. He's a machine. He really is. I'm uh, impressed with him, everything he does. Yep. There are also a couple questions of folks kind of reaching out saying, you know, were you did you go up against offenses like this at North Dakota State? He said you see at all levels of football, which is obvious. I mean, you see middle schools running the hurry-up tempo offense. Yeah, I um, mean, imagine asking that question this day and age in football, like seeing across the board how football is played today. It's just so stupid. Yeah, and I get it. I get, like, journalists have to ask some of these questions just to, like, get it out of the way. But, again, he kind of, like, he gave it a little <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> like, just a smart – so, I don't know. I Again, it's, it's stupid, but it is what it is. Something that I really like to hear him say, because I think John Kurtz maybe brought it up about guys practicing at different positions, and he said that this is something he's done during bye weeks as long as he's been coaching football. He said there are about 15 guys who did you know period switches, whether it be individual or team drills at different positions, which is something I you know I wish someone would have followed up and said, hey, want to tell us the 15 guys? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. 
uh, but he didn't. But he also did mention that every single wide receiver and running back did di- different tackle circuits and uh, you know tackling drills because you don't really get a lot of that during uh, the season. And all, a lot of those guys are playing on special teams, so it's going to help out with their coverage units. I I, th- I think uh, that's an obvious thing that they should be doing, especially if they're on special teams. But again, it was just one of those refreshing things to hear. Uh, here's a question for you. Out of all the running backs and wide receivers, who's one guy that if he switched over to defense, you might be like, okay, I see that. I'm getting excited. Oh, man. Jacardia Wright looks like he'd be a solid linebacker. He's got the – I think he's got the body frame for it. He was um, recruited to a lot of Big Ten schools yeah. as a linebacker. Um, shoot. Every time I see Chabaston Taylor, I'm like, that guy's. Gigantic. I could see him as a linebacker, but who knows? I would. Uh, Youngblood isn't like probably tall enough, but I feel like if he was able to unload on a guy coming across, yeah, that. like that lower body just exploding through him, that'd be fun. But um, yeah, it, it, it'd, it'd be fun to see those uh, offensive guys and hitting drills. Um, he said one of the big keys uh, to beating Oklahoma State will be limiting their play count. And he really mentioned getting off the field on third down and then also really controlling the clock when we're on offense. I think that's an obvious key and if it, you know maybe might show up in the keys to be a little bit later. Um, confirmed White, Huber, and Walter Neal will be playing this week. Saying Cody Fletcher is out, I'm almost to the point where I'm wondering if we'll see uh, Mr. Fletcher this season. I don't know. I mean, we'll, I we'll, we'll have to see. And, and a little bit more shade he threw at Mississippi State, so it would be a much more loud, much more extreme atmosphere in, at Oklahoma State than it was at Mississippi State. He kind of, you know, tried to backpedal back from it, saying it's because, the, oh, they're on top of you and all that type of stuff. I think we all know it's just because Big 12 fans are better than SEC fans. Uh, and then he says uh, the final thing that I took from his press conference is he's anticipating all sorts of different looks from Oklahoma State on defense. He noted that they like to rotate between three and four down man fronts, and they're going to mix and match all their coverages. Um, one of the big uh, talking points surrounding Oklahoma State's defense, which has kind of been uh, you know less than average, is that they don't have an identity. So he tried to play it up as, hey, the fact that they don't even know what they're going to be doing is difficult to prepare. Yeah. Uh, when I think of it, I, I kind of, maybe I'm trying to be a little bit more homer. If, if they don't even know how they're going to play, what type of front they're going to use, I mean, how are they going to stop the single most efficient offense in the world? <laughs> I don't know. Which is the Coach Messingham offense. So. Uh, that, that's all I took from the uh, press conference. Uh, I watch it every week over the noon hour on ESPN+. Plus. Folks, that's another great thing about ESPN+, Plus being able to watch those press conferences, because he truly is a craftsman behind the mic. So uh, I, I can't urge folks enough to you know sit down and give the press conferences a little listen. Yeah, they're very interesting. It's nice to see him behind the mic. It's yeah. honestly an, a form of art. We got to see it in person, and it was like intimidating. Know what another form of art might be? Your penis after you take some Blue Chew. That's Our game right. primers are brought to you by BlueChew.com. It's the first ever chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So if you need to get primed for bed, take some Blue Chew. Take some Blue Chew, longer and stronger. Chew it and do it, folks. No in, no in office visits, no awkward conversations. Ship to your door. Discreet packages. Um, use our code and it'll, you'll get your first one free. You just have to pay five bucks for the shipping. What's our code? It is 
Armchair. Capital Armchair. Try it for free. Remember, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Armchair. Free. So, our primers this week for Oklahoma State, it is our friend. Uh, he's the co-host over at the Big 12 Country Podcast, uh, Colin Clark. Uh, he's, he did it, our Oklahoma State primer last year. Very good dude. And the man, the myth, the legend, K-State Online's very own Matt Hall will be giving you the K-State primer. So, give it a listen. Get ready for the game and uh, see what those two experts think are going to happen. And we'll be back. Blue Chew. Hello, everyone. This is Colin Clark with Big 12 Country, and this is your Oklahoma State primer for Kansas State's upcoming visit to Stillwater, Oklahoma. A quick overview of the Cowboys' season so far. They did start the season with a a little bit of a quarterback controversy. You had Spencer Sanders, who's a very talented redshirt freshman, going up against Drew Brown, a grad transfer from Hawaii who redshirted last season. Uh, You know, in the offseason, it was reported to be neck and neck, Uh, Too close to call. Coming into game one, they were looking at playing potentially both quarterbacks and really said that that was the game plan was to play play both of them. However, about an hour or so before the game, Spencer Sanders was announced as a starter, and he's been playing ever since. We've seen Drew Brown a couple of times just towards the end of the game, not really in any meaningful snaps. Uh, Right now, the Cowboys are 3-1. They're 0-1 in conference. They have wins over Oregon State on the road there in Corvallis. Uh, McNeese State in Stillwater and Tulsa in Tulsa. Uh, last week they faced Texas down there in Austin. Texas did win that game 36 to 30. Oklahoma State really going to look back on that game as a missed opportunity. They had a lot of chances to get points during that game where they ended up settling for a field goal or having a turnover or a turnover on downs. But the game was really right there for the taking all the way till the very end of the fourth quarter. Uh, I know. A lot of the discussions this week among the Oklahoma State fans is that the game plan, play calling, everything was really just a bit of a disaster. You kind of played yourselves into Texas's strength with attacking the run game. You had Chuba Hubbard getting 37 carries. Spencer Sanders obviously involved with the run game. But coming in this game, I believe Texas was rated like 118th against the pass. And the Cowboys really never really seemed to attack that. And then even during the game, Texas's secondary had numerous injuries and just never really seemed to, that the Cowboys wanted to try to test that group. And I think they might look back on that and, and regret that for sure. Uh, Spencer Sanders in this game, he really impressed me. He's a true freshman, so obviously gonna have some, some growing pains. Had a terrible interception early in the game, but really kind of came into his own after that. Uh, Hubbard played very good, and was Tylen Wallace, just another great game for him. Expectations on this season for me, coming into the season, I was looking at approximately you know, eight, maybe nine wins. Really coming out of this game, I feel about the same. Maybe that their ceiling goes up to 10 wins, that they can somehow win a game, maybe against Oklahoma, that they're probably not going to. Uh, usually this game, uh, Kansas State versus Oklahoma State, is kind of a deciding factor for how their season is going to go. Last couple of times Kansas State's come to Stillwater, they've pretty much embarrassed the Cowboys. So we'll see how that that plays into it this week. Uh, The offense for Oklahoma State has the ability to be really good if they can all live up to their potentials and maybe establish a couple of other weapons. The defense, it it looks pretty good at times. However, some of that's based on the, the level of competition and 
they've definitely had their struggles at times this year as well. So kind of un, undecided on the defense at this point. Now, for as far as the strength of this team is concerned, I'd have to say the strength of the team is their triplet of playmakers on offense. You have Spencer Sanders, uh, Chuba Hubbard, and Tylen Wallace. So Spencer Sanders right now has completed roughly 65% of his passes for 890 yards, seven touchdowns, and three interceptions. Where he really changes the game is his ability to run the football. I, I encourage everybody to go back. He had a crazy run against Texas late in the game. Anyways, on the season, he has 328 yards rushing with two touchdowns. Chuba Hubbard's the, the workhorse out of the backfield for him. He has 642 yards on the season, nine touchdowns. So right now, he's leading the country in rushing attempts, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and rushing yards per game. So just a stud there in the backfield in Stillwater. Uh, Tylen Wallace is 473 yards receiving on the year with six touchdowns. He's fourth in the country in yards, second in touchdowns, and six in yards per game. Uh, as far as those triplets, you know, uh, King State's really going to have to pick their poison on who they want to try to stop in this game and then hope that they can contain the other two. Texas is able to do it. The other team's not so much. The, big, the biggest weakness of this team for me is the front seven on defense. You know, last year, front seven was pretty good. However, this year, that's just not the case. There's not a lot of experience on this group or a lot of depth. They're having to play, you know, a lot of true freshmen, a lot of JUCO guys that really haven't got a lot of playing time, and some younger guys. Linebacker, not very much depth there. They have some significant injuries that people are just starting to come back. Um, just not a lot of depth there. And the guys that are playing, I mean, I guess you do have Malcolm Rodriguez, who's a who's transitioned from safety to linebacker, who's very good there in the middle. And then also Amen Ogbogba-Miga, and I always butcher that pronunciation, but they, they played well at linebacker so far, but there's just not a lot of depth behind them. So we'll, we'll definitely see how that goes. But to me, it, this could be a huge problem for the Cowboys with how Kansas State you know, likes to run the football. And it's probably going to be the key to the game. If the, Cat, if the Wildcats can establish a run game like they did last year, it could definitely be a really long game for the Cowboys defense. I also did want to reference another key point on the defense, just as a weakness in general. Third down defense. Right now, the Cowboys are allowing are only allowing 49.3% conversion rate on third down, which is good for 122nd in the country. So if the Cowboys can't get off the field, it, it's definitely going to be a problem. Key players to keep an eye on in this game, definitely going to be the triplets in offense, uh, Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace. On defense, keep an eye out for Amen Og Bong Bamiga and Malcolm Rodriguez, they're a linebacker. The key to OSU winning this game, if they're able to, will be the ability to limit the Wildcats running game. In the past, it's always been a problem. I know how Kent State likes to run the ball. This year, particularly, the Cowboys are susceptible to the run, so it'll definitely be interesting to see how that that pans out. As far as the score is concerned in this game, I am going to pick the Pokes to win in a bit of a shootout. I really think it's, it's going to be an entertaining game there in Stillwater. I'm going to take the Cowboys 38-31. Um, if you guys want to follow me, follow Big 12 Country just in general, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, my friend Corey runs that account, at BigXIICountry. Follow me personally at colon underscore B12C. And just be sure to check us out. We do have a Kansas State account. 
uh, Wildcats underscore B12C, ran by a former graduate of Kansas State, so he knows his stuff as well. But really looking forward to an exciting game in Stillwater this weekend. I know I'll be there personally. Kind of hoping some of these Boston boys can come down to Stillwater so I can meet them as well. So looking forward to a good game, and we'll see you later. Hey there, everybody. This is Matt Hall from K-State Online. That's www.k-state-online if you couldn't guess. Really excited to be here on the Bosco Boys to talk about what's going on with K-State sports and, of course, this weekend's game with uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys, the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Stillwater. Uh, I think the big news, of course, right now for K-State really is that game. The Wildcats are now number 22 and number 24 in the coaches and AP poll, respectively. Undefeated heading to Stillwater. Oklahoma State, of course, off a loss to Texas. A uh, really competitive game down there in Austin, but a game that really was a two-score game for most of the second half, and Texas was in control. Uh, so Oklahoma State comes in there with their first loss and certainly looking not to fall to 0-2 in the Big 12 at home. K-State, like everyone knows, was off last week. We can think a little bit about the Mississippi State game still and what we learned from that. We saw the Wildcats could go on the road and, and beat a very good team on the road, a team with similar or maybe even better talent than Oklahoma State, depending on how you look at it and what you value. So that certainly gives you a lot of things to be encouraged about going into this game. As far as the bye week itself, I think K-State got a chance to get to get healthy. A guy like Wyatt Hubert, who we didn't see play at Mississippi State, I would certainly expect to play this Saturday in Stillwater. Uh, I think they're going to be as healthy as they've been probably all year. So the bye week went well for them from that perspective for sure. I think i got to turn my attention to the rest of the season now. It's hard to say what my expectations are because I was somebody who thought I was being a little bit optimistic at 6-6, six and six, and now that seems like it's something that's been surpassed. I don't know that I would just add one win on, you know, for K-State beating Mississippi State, a game I projected K-State to lose. So now I'm thinking you're looking at a scenario, maybe, maybe eight wins is what you hope for. I don't think you should be, pardon me, disappointed as a K-State fan with anything less than eight wins. That's not my point, but I think that's a possible expectation for me as to where they could get, and to go 8-4 and four in Chris Kleiman's first year would be just a tremendous accomplishment. I think as we look at this specific game, you know, and what it's going to take for K-State to win that game and get on track to eight or nine wins, I think for K-State offensively, it's going to be about running the football. Oklahoma State has traditionally not been very good at stopping the run, both against K-State or against, you know, other opponents in general. Uh, Oklahoma State also hasn't been nearly as good on third down defense as K-State. I think part of the reason for that is because they let teams get into third and short more often because of that rush defense. Uh, I think on the flip side, maybe the biggest weakness for K-State, I don't know if weakness is the best word for it, because I, I think K-State's receivers were a little better than perhaps you're getting credit, but I think that's the that's the issue, is Oklahoma State might have the best pair of starting corners in the Big 12. If you look at PFF, they'll tell you their coverage is the best in the Big 12. I thought they looked pretty good on the perimeter at corner against Texas. I don't know, you know, I think Malik Knowles has had a heck of a season and will do a nice job, but I'm not sure beyond that how K-State can go against those corners, even if it's one-on-one without much help from the safety. So, that would be the weakness if there is one. I think the key guys to watch for K-State on offense will be Skyler Thompson, of course, because I think he is going to have an opportunity to make plays throwing against a lot of single coverage in the secondary and probably having a chance to pull it down and run as a scrambler against man defense with guys turned around not watching him uh, perhaps take the football on a scramble. So I think he'll be big. Defensively, it's hard to you know single a guy out because you've got a lot of different threats for Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders and, and, and Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace, they're all fantastic players. I mean, so I think for K-State, maybe Wyatt Huber would be the guy coming back because a good way to, to really slow down two of those guys, meaning Sanders and Wallace, is to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback as a pass rush and you can even impact the running game. So I think if I'm looking at two players, one would be Skyler Thompson at offense, the other would be Wyatt Hubert on defense. 
If I'm looking for the most important thing for K-State to win this game, I'm going to go back to making some plays in the passing game. I don't think it's about throwing for 300 yards or even 215, which would be a record for Skylar Thompson, but I think it's about making plays in the passing game on third downs when forced. If K-State can do that, I think the Wildcats are going to have enough success running the football that that would be enough to probably win the game. Because I think the defense will give up some points here and there, but I don't think Oklahoma State's going to explode and get into the 40s or anything like that. All that said, I'm ready to make a score prediction for this game. This is the first one I've made this week, uh, at least depending on when you hear it. This is the first time I've said one out loud. I'm going to take K-State to win in Stillwater. I like the Wildcats 31-28. to There's been a lot of close games down in, that, in Stillwater. Some have gone K-State's way, some have not. I think this will be another very, very close game. I just feel a little bit more comfortable taking a team that I know is going to be patient running the football as a more experienced quarterback and has been better on defense so far. I think it'd be another great win. I think Oklahoma State is appropriately favored in this game um, because they're playing at home and they're a good football team. But I think K-State would get the win this Saturday, 31-28 Wildcats. I think it's going to wrap me up here on the Bosco Boys. Again, this is Matt Hall of K-State Online. Would appreciate your subscription to our site. And if not to our site, you can follow me on Twitter at Matthew underscore D underscore Hall. We'd love you to go to our free K-State Online YouTube page and give us a subscription there doesn't cost anything even if you're just watching the videos the sub helps us there so appreciate that thank you to grant and scott for having me on and uh meet meet them at the cat head Thank you to Cullen Clark and Matt Hall for those primers. Time to jump into our keys to V while Scott gets a beer. I'll see if I can make this last long enough. The keys to V are brought to you by the Alma Creamery, folks. If you're going to get cheese anywhere locally, it better be at the damn Alma Creamery. They're a K-State proud, family-owned business located in the Flint Hills of Kansas since 1946. The Alma Creamery has been making handcrafted cheddar and jack cheeses using local Kansas farmers' milk. The Creamery provides many different products ranging from five-pound cheese curd blocks, which is insane, as well as cheese trays, which are perfect for any game day. The all-natural cheese curds come in several different flavors, including pepper jack, garlic, dill, Mediterranean, buffalo, and more. The Creamery is conveniently located three miles south off of I-70. Exit 328 in Alma, Kansas. Stop by and see the Alma Creamery for your cheesy tailgating needs and tell them, you know, that the Bosco's boys sent you, and I timed it perfectly. Scott is back. Also, check out their website, almacheese.com. It's a little, it's a bit basic, but they want to try to get some traffic over there, see how it goes, so go hit them up. Welcome get their back. garlic cheese curds before I can get my hands on every single one of them. The best cheese in all the land. Whew. Wow, that's fucking good. And pumpkin chino is the best pumpkin beer in all the land. That's pretty good. So, Alma Creamery, that means it's time for our <laughs> keys to be. Grant, kick us off. Give me your first key. Man, this is a big week. It's massive. I'm, I'm, like, nervous. I've been nervous, like, every day. Every time I think about it, my stomach drops a little bit. Um, my first key to V, Scott, clean up the mistakes. We may be the first team ever to go win as underdogs on the road with bad turnovers, losing time of possession, being outgained, and still winning and feeling like we dominated. 
Um, it's not a recipe for success on the road, and we will need to be sharp to win this one from start to finish. What's your first key to V? So my first one, and I kind of referenced it earlier, is get off the field on third down. Oklahoma State converts on 52.17% of their third downs. That's an amazing conversion rate. So if we're going to be able to get off the field on those third downs, uh, take the ball away from them when it gets to that third down, I like our chances. Because um, they, they do have the big play in their DNA. But if you can stop them, if you can force them to be going for the big plays on third and long versus just picking up five yards and keeping the chains moving, I'm going to be a happy camper. I'm very interested to see how Hazleton plays this. I know we've all been very impressed with Scotty Hazleton, rightfully so. Um, but this is going to be a very new test. You know, I my biggest gripe in the past with our defensive style before Hazleton, obviously, was we didn't make teams earn anything. That guy looks like Kellis, kind of. He kind of does. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I thought it was Kellis for sure for a second but he's got a very good boy with him what pissed me off so much was we would just give teams whatever they wanted and try to basically force them to make a mistake when the field got shorter i lo- i cannot wait to see what it's going to be like with uh the the players that we have in this system to try to like make a big 12 offense earn every fucking play i cannot wait to see how that goes are we going to get burnt deep every other play i highly doubt it but I remember always saying, like, I'd rather get beat deep and make them freaking earn it than just give them yep, free 10 yards that, every yeah. fucking play. So I'm excited to see that. Sorry for that mini rant, but my second key to V is let's run it down their throats. 92 overall in rushing defense. Uh, the run game's our strength. I think if we establish the run early, make it known that they're not going to stop it, we can kill them later with the play action. And if it does, you know, more power to us. We could run away with it, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Oklahoma State is soft when it comes to their run defense, especially if they're going to try that bullshit with three down linemen. With our pull and power, how oh, yeah. they have been doing, you're going to be clearing out those three guys. You're going to be getting a hat or two on that secondary level. They yak James Gilbert. Oh, it's he, gonna be. He's not even going to get touched until he's eight yards downfield, and then that's going to be a 12-yard run. Jordan Brown might be able to bust a long one. Harry Trotter, eh. Whatever. I, I'm kind of moving on from that. <laughs> I want to see those two guys both go for 100 yards apiece. Um, I agree with you. That's a great key. My final one is score touchdowns when we get into the red zone. I'm a little scared this game might turn into a shootout. Um, and that term's relative because of how we play. We're going to try to shorten the game. But if it does do that, we need to capitalize when we get into the red zone, getting six, not settling for three, uh, you know, not leaving points on the board because I would hate to be sitting here on a Sunday talking about uh, lost opportunities, lost points. Um, that would just hurt my purple little soul. So I'm hoping that isn't the case um, because I, I don't know. I, I, I keep always will think back to that West Virginia game where you didn't capitalize in the red zone and, uh, I would die. I would legitimately die if, if if something like that happened again. I can't bear it. I can't bear it, Grant. We got a great coach now with a bit new elite mentality. All right, we got this. Don't no worries. That's going to take us into 
our weekly pickums, which is brought to you by MyBookie, of course. Head to MyBookie.ag, use our promo code share, and you'll get up to $1,000 de mat- deposit bonus, deposit match bonus, whatever you want to say. Yeah, an extra 1000 Um We're doing 15 games a week. Um, and, folks, the Boneheads are have a two-game lead on Grant, and I'm seven games behind the Boneheads. <laughs> Last week, the Boneheads went 11 and f- or yeah, 11 and four. Grant went 10 and five. I went a dismal eight and seven. You're struggling, man. Yeah, it's struggling, but you know what? It's okay. Um, it is what it is. It is what I, it is. My worth is not put into a pick'em. That's true. And it hurts me to be saying stuff like that because I like winning. But it is what it is. Uh, As always, we're doing all the Big 12 games, the college game day game of the week, and just random games I decided to throw on there. The very first game, and again, I think maybe the third or fourth 98% we've gotten, we're never going to hit 100%. I'm convinced of that. Uh, The Boneheads have Oklahoma, 11 a.m. on Fox Beating Texas Tech, obviously. I think that's a clean sweep, correct? Yes. The next game, Saturday, the 28th, 11 a.m., FS1, KU at TCU. TCU has an 84% confidence. Man, they looked bad versus SMU. KU beat them last year. TCU always struggles with KU, but I'm not going to do it. I have TCU. I assume you do as well. TCU bounces back. All right. The first kind of, you know, game that could go either way, 2.30 on ESPN, the abominable Baylor Bears versus the Charlie Brown motherfuckers, Iowa State. The Boneheads have Baylor at 54%. I'm going with Iowa State. I actually, I'm not feeling very good about saying Baylor as my number three team in the Big 12. They have looked very very mediocre versus bad competition, only barely being able to squeak by Rice. Um, So I'm going with Iowa State, which hurts my dream of Iowa State not being bowl eligible. So what say you? Are you going to join up with the Boneheads, which you two are still undefeated together? Or are you going with Iowa State? I'm reluctantly going with Iowa State. Um, I hope we're both wrong. I hope Baylor ekes out an ugly win. I don't know what I hope for because I, I still hate games Baylor. at home. That's what I want. That's true. That would I create a bigger some game. Hype. But hey, we got to focus on Oklahoma State first, right? I, I, agree I, with I you. reluctantly, I think for the first time ever, we're going together picking Iowa State to win a game. Definitely not for the first well, time. Wouldn't ever, a bigger but. game at home be Baylor winning that? Yes, but I I said we're, oh, I'm picking okay. Iowa yes, State. Yes, yes, I, yes. I okay. hope we're both wrong. I'm, I'm following. I'm following what you're saying now. All right, uh, Saturday at two thirty on NBC. Shockingly, the Virginia Cavaliers are ranked 18th in the I country. Have no idea. Going to South Bend, uh, the Boneheads have Notre Dame at 78 percent after that valiant effort versus Georgia, where they only dropped to number 10 in the polls. I too am going Notre Dame. I assume you're not a believer in the ACC or Virginia. Hell no. How could you ever pick an ACC school in a relatively big oh non-conference? I, I don't know. Couldn't be me. Um, another one. Uh, USC is back at 21. This is Fox 230 uh, at Washington, number 21 versus 17. The Boneheads are going 72% with Washington. Uh, I'm going with Washington as well, but <laughs> I'm not confident in that because 
Washington kind of they're frauds. USC are they frauds? Are they I not think frauds? So. I think that I think this is a game of frauds. I'm going with USC. Um, okay. I think they ha- have you have gone against me and the boneheads. I have, yeah. Okay. Did you win? Oh, I don't know. I yeah, can't remember. I um, well, it's me and we'll the boneheads out. versus you on this one. I think USC may have found a little bit of their. They looked their good themselves, last week, um, but who knows? I've got USC though. All right, the next one, SEC Network, 6.30 p.m., Kentucky at South Carolina. Bonehead's going 64% Kentucky. Really? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I'm going with South Carolina. I'm taking the home team. Okay. That's a game I guess I just don't really know anything about those teams. Well, I I just think they're both kind of middle of the pack. Kentucky, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they didn't look good versus Mississippi State. I don't. Think Mississippi State's good, but they're I mean, one of the greatest teams <laughs> in the country. Well, we'll see. Bar none. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. Um, Seven p.m. on Facebook Live, Houston at North Texas. Houston's Houston quarterback is hurting. Yes, right now. Houston's hurting. They are scrambling. Um, their quarterback is gone. I believe one of their wide receivers gone. Um, it's on Facebook Live. It's in the hornet's nest that is Denton, Texas, versus friend of the pod, Seth Luttrell. 72% of folks are going with Houston. I, I'm why? S- yep, I don't know good. why. That's crazy. Um, I'm actually also going with Houston, but 72% seems big. I'm going North Texas. We're going to see. I might. You might close the gap a little bit on me here. That might be more of, like, my heart wanting Seth Luttrell to suck. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, 11 a.m. CBS Sports, the Chippewas versus the Mustangs, Central Michigan versus Western Michigan, the battle for the Mac Michigan Melee Mall. I don't know. I tried to come up with a rivalry name for it. I couldn't come up with anything. Um, the Boneheads have Central Michigan. It was, I think, 53%. I forgot to write it down, but they have Central Michigan. I'm going with Western Michigan. Who are you going with? Western Michigan. There we go. You and I are going against the Boneheads <laughs> quite a bit this week. Um, 9.30 p.m., Hawaii at Nevada. I like getting Hawaii on here. This is on ESPN2 uh, for you Night Owls. Boneheads have Hawaii, 53%. I'm going with Nevada. Hawaii. Rainbow Warriors. Um all right, Friday Night Lights, 6 p.m., Virginia Tech, enter Sandman. They have Virginia Tech, 56%. I'm going with Duke. Duke. All right, wow. Yeah. The Boneheads either are going to have a commanding lead or they're going to come back to the pack. Um, another Friday night matchup on Fox Sports 1, number 12, Penn State at Maryland. Maryland, after that hot start, stubbing their toes, uh, 80% Penn State. With the Boneheads, I, too, am going Penn State. I'm guessing you are, Penn too. Penn State as well for Clean me. Clean sweep. All right. Coming off of a disappointing Pac-12 after dark, I saw this at uh, the PBR Sky Bar. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that Washington State-UCLA uh, game. Hmm. I w- yeah, at Where like is that at? 2 a.m. in Power and Light on Saturday oh, night yeah, after a right. wedding I was at. Um. So I was watching that. It was an that interesting nice. Pac-12 after dark experience. Um, Bonehead's going 60% Utah. I, too, am going Utah. I'm taking Utah. Um, but I, <laughs> Did you see that Washington State game? Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. 
I, for some reason, are I don't you not? Know. You, I am listening. You just yes. don't pay attention when I talk. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, like what was that? 130 points in regulation. For some reason, I thought you were talking about the Utah game because I was oh. watching that too. No, it was, I, it was a late. I was game. watching that at Power and Light at like 2 a.m. That was the game truly was still insane. going on. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, it was interesting. Um, Saturday, 11 a.m. ESPN, right after College Game Day in Arlington, Texas. Um, number 23, Texas A&M versus the Arkansas Razorbacks. Boneheads going A&M, 88%. I'm going A&M. Same. There's Arkansas, who yeah. they lose to? Oh, uh, God. I want to say, some like, San Jose. Tr- yeah, it's definitely some, not them. some trash team. So, Arkansas sucks. Um, so, that brings us to the ESPN College Game Day Game of the Week. Another stupid game. Like, College Game Day is having a rough slate this year. Um, they did going San Jose to- State. I know. It's like the worst – They've had two unranked hosts. Yeah. It, and this one is so it's bad. It's disgusting. Ohio State at Nebraska. I get it. Everyone wants Nebraska to be good. They're trying to pump them up. They're trying to get to a point where uh, Nebraska is relevant again. Um, Scott Frost only barely beat a shitty Illinois team coached by Lovey Smith, who looks like black Santa Claus with his <laughs> beard, which, you know, I like Lovey Smith. He's just not a good college football coach. I don't think so um, either. Boneheads have Ohio State at 90%, and I'm disappointed it was that low. Uh, I would bet my life that Ohio State wins this game. They're going to win this. And I think they're going to win it by, like, four touchdowns. So, I think clean sweep. All right, and that brings us to the game, 6 p.m. in Stillwater. I believe both of us will be in attendance, question I'll be there. We're driving straight back that night. Yeah, so am I. So, (laughs) uh, we'll be Tired Cats uh, recording the review episode. That might have to be a... Skype show. Uh, we'll discuss that off air. We'll figure it out. But it is K State at Oklahoma State. It is your number 24th ranked Wildcats in the AP poll, 22 in the coaches poll because the coaches are smart. T Boone Pickens Stadium, I'm a little worried because it's the first home game since Mr. T Boone Pickens has passed away. The Boneheads, they're feeling. Hella confident. <laughs> they have your Kansas State Wildcats at a 92. Sorry. 92% right. confidence. 92%. I'm shocked. Um, so I am going to give you a score, and I'm going to let my colors show a little bit. I'm feeling a little superstitious. I'm hoping you follow through on this, uh, because if I learned one thing, it is if – Grant and the Boneheads go against <laughs> me. I'm wrong. So I am saying Oklahoma State 34-31 in a heartbreaker, which may, if everyone listens closely, sounds a little bit like my Mississippi State prediction. Grant, will you follow the prophecy, and will you ride with the Boneheads? You know, I've been nervous about this game all week. Um, I... Oklahoma State's got some weapons. They're going to move the ball faster than we've been able to see this year. We're going to be tested. It's going to be a freaking just piping hot environment. Night game. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. But if I've learned one thing, it's that the Kansas State Wildcats win games. When I pick with the boneheads, so the cats are going to be four and zero for the first time since I don't know. I just I'm not sure. Probably, Probably 2012. 2012. Not too well. What did we do in 2014? 
We lost to Auburn. Oh, yeah. Woof. It's got to be it. So the I, Cats win, baby. Give that me was, a score. That was a watered-down Lee Corso reverse <laughs> reveal. Uh, score. You know what? Sorry, folks. We've got a motorcycle. Um, cats break 40 points. 40 points. I see. I got the Cats 44 44-21. Oh, man. The Cats will be partying in Stillwater. I have heard quite a few purple folks will be in there. Um, I will be in Section 227. Uh, come say hi. Where are you going to be? I think 227 Okay, also. so be looking for some purple in 227. That's right up against the away section. Um, it's it's going to be a fun yeah. time. It's they're, probably going to be mostly K-State fans in that section, too, if I recall. I mean, granted that was four years ago, but that like most of that corner was purple. So. Well, yeah, because that's right next door yeah, to yeah. the away uh, allotment. So, uh, folks, it's going to be a fun one. If you haven't gotten tickets, if you're on the fence, do it. Just do it. There's nothing more fun in college football than seeing your team win in another team's stadium. Um, granted, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. But when it does, it is a ton of fun. So uh, get out there. Um, here's a little tip. If you recall our old promo code, ACAA, or boys. Both work. Both of them work. C- I had a little bit of trouble doing it. I created oh. a new one. But uh, it might be because I had to put in, like, my phone number. So. Ooh. Use somebody else's phone number. Yes, if you get creative, you still might be able to use our old promos at SeatGeek for like twenty dollars off. off. But it said I couldn't use it like after checkout. But it said for this account, so I don't know. It's worth a try as long as you don't use the uh, phone number that you used. Yeah, before. so you might need to use a different phone number. But it's still active, so get out there if you can. We love you guys. Thank you to our sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Alma Creamery. Check out almacheese.com and bluechew.com. Remember, folks, just because you think you might be making the right decision, you might regret it later. (laughs) That's wise words from Scott. Don't miss K-State. We love you guys. Keep listening. Download all the old episodes and play them while you're asleep. Or just hit play on Spotify every night before you leave the office. My name is Scott Wildcat, (laughs) and we should have voted for Jeb Bush. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Meet me at the Cathead. Sports Social Podcast Network.